You're listening to Spice Radio 1200 AM. This is the Morning Buzz with Karen Audula. And Swan Vancouver has served over 2,500 workers engaged in sex work in the last five years. And as Swan turns 20 years old this year, they highlight the challenges and how Swan has been supporting immigrant and migrant workers. Alison Clancy is who we'll be speaking to. She is Swan's program director. Alison, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Oh, good morning. It's good to be here. Please give us some background on Swan Vancouver. Yeah, sure. So we are a community-based org- uh, organization that formed about 20 years ago. Uh, at that time, we started going into some of the massage parlors in the Lower Mainland uh, to uh, figure out if, if the women working in massage businesses had uh, access to health care. And um, when we did that, we realized that the uh, issues that the women were facing were much broader than health issues. They in- included uh, issues related to safety and violence. Uh, immigration, uh, legal and criminal justice concerns. So we uh, convened and uh, we've been providing outreach services to the women in uh, the sex industry since that time. And I want to know too, especially for immigrant and migrant sex workers, what are the kind of challenges they face? Yeah, so um, primarily it's a lot to do with uh, immigration issues. Uh, So some of the women uh, that we face um, while sex work uh, is legal in Canada, many aso- uh, uh, activities associated with it make it um, uh, difficult to do it legally. Uh, some of the women may not have uh, work permits or study permits that permit them to um, to work in the sex industry. Uh, there is an immigration prohibition that was brought in in 2012. Um, to protect women from exploitative uh, situations, but what it has unfolded on the ground has meant that any temporary resident uh, in Canada, and this includes uh, international students as well, are not permitted to uh, work in the sex industry. So unfortunately, what it has meant is that predators uh, use this prohibition against them and can threaten them with uh, arrest, detention, and deportation, which... Uh, means that women, if they do experience violence, they're unable to report it to authorities. Mm-hmm. And what are the other challenges you find that Swan Vancouver has been facing? And you'd like to highlight, especially as you guys mark 20 years. Yeah, I think stigma for racialized women is uh, a really big issue that we uh, face as well. Uh, any involvement in the sex industry is um, stigmatized. So if women are facing uh, issues related to violence or just even asking for support, um, these are um, issues sometimes because of the stigma of sex work that they can't even talk about with their closest friends uh, or family members. So again, that speaks to the reason why SWAN exists. And one of the things I noticed with uh, SWAN Vancouver is you said that the organization reiterates that sex work is not a haven for sex trafficking. Can you tell us about that? What are some of the ideas that people have around that? Yeah, so unfortunately, um, many people nowadays confuse human trafficking uh, with the sex trade. Uh, There are many issues of violence and exploitation that occur in the sex industry, but they don't always meet the threshold of uh, human trafficking. Um, The sex industry is incredibly uh, complex. It's incredibly nuanced. And um, the information that the general population is able to access It's just these overarching dominant narratives about human trafficking. So they don't uh, often come to understand the nuances of the sex industry. Um, And 
uh, even sometimes some of mainstream anti-trafficking uh, campaigns and initiatives, they actually uh, inadvertently end up criminalizing uh, women in the sex industry and also creating adversarial relationships with law enforcement that, again, impede them from reporting violence when it occurs. Mm-hmm. And I also noticed that one of the things that was highlighted, too, is especially with um, immigrant and migrant sex workers, is they experience multilayered stigma and criminalization. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So there's uh, multiple levels of criminalization that racialized women uh, have to contend with. So at the municipal level, it could be bylaw um, enforcement and bylaws. Um, in Surrey, for example, we saw a number of years ago the municipal government uh, closed all of the massage businesses, uh, thinking that um, this may address uh, the sex trade in Surrey. Unfortunately, at that time, what that did was it pushed women into more isolated uh, locations to work, and it also impedes organizations like SWAN from being able to um, easily access the women when we know that they're working uh, in businesses, sometimes together, to provide uh, protection for each other. Then at the federal level, there are the prostitution laws, which, uh, again, impede uh, women working in the sex industry from taking the safety precautions which they need. And unfortunately, uh, today, uh, sex workers are in court um, arguing for their constitutional rights for the second time around. Uh, and as I mentioned previously, there's also the immigration prohibition on uh, sex work, and then there's the anti-trafficking uh, laws, policies, and enforcement that unfortunately oftentimes end up doing more harm than it's interesting you mentioned that because uh, there is this five-day superior, uh, superior court hearing that begins today, and it's a landmark uh, decision that is going to be made. So what are you expecting from that? Well, it's, uh, we'll see what unco- unfolds in, uh, in the court case. Um, and it's sometimes not the court ruling itself. Um, so back in 2013, the Supreme Court of Canada unanimously uh, struck down um, Canada's previous sex work laws as being unconstitutional and, again, impeding sex workers from being able to have labor and legal rights. Um, so that was a, a, a historic uh, decision. But unfortunately, uh, in the aftermath of that, the federal government implemented new prostitution laws, which even criminalized uh, sex workers more. Uh, so here, hence, we <laughs> find ourselves um, back in court again to argue. So again, we're hoping for uh, a constitutional ruling uh, in sex workers' favor. But then again, it comes down to the government, um, uh, whatever the outcome of the case is, to determine what uh, laws will be repealed or uh, implemented moving forward. And now, obviously, Swan Vancouver is 20 years old this year. Any certain campaigns that you folks will be doing that you want to highlight? Yeah, thanks for asking that. We have a really interesting one, actually, and uh, it's a project uh, that we're working to inform and shift media representations of immigrant and migrant women who do sex work, um, because so much, so, uh, the general public takes uh, a lot of their perceptions from the media. Uh, the government, as well, you know, is really informed by uh, media's uh, representations of, of the women we serve. Uh, so over the next three years, we're going to be connecting with journalists and media um, to hopefully promote more or encourage more uh, responsible and fact-based uh, reporting on the issues that um, that we see from day to day. So uh, we're also hoping that it will also encourage the general public to be more critical of the uh, 
information uh, about the sex trade that they are consuming. And Alison, what do you find are some of actually the common misconceptions? Yeah, unfortunately, many of those are uh, racist. Um, the women that we support, I mean, given the few to no legal and labor protections that um, they they have, these are incredibly strong, resilient women. Um, but these racist stereotypes come into play that the women are duped, um, they're, they're not knowledgeable, um, and uh, unfortunately, there's just so much racism in, in many of these narratives. So... Um, just with our media representation, uh, sorry, uh, project, yeah, we're hoping to uh, address some of that racism that unfortunately is embedded in a lot of reporting about who these women are. Mm. Allison, I want to thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Is there anything else you'd like to highlight before I let you go? Um, yeah, just, um, I think just, just very quickly, just some of, um, some of the programs that we um we offer such as English classes now, and in, if there's anyone in your listening audience in the South Asian community, including international students or just women, you know, who may be involved in sex work from their private homes or residences, we really encourage them to reach out to our organization. We have low barrier services that can be provided anonymously. Uh, so if there's anyone in your listening audience today uh, that's doing this work and needs support, please reach out to our organization. Thank you so much for your time. You take care. Thanks.